Khabib versus Connor. Fight predictions. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, guys. Fight Junkie here. Before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can follow me on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com. You can listen to me on Anchor.fm. And, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. If you guys like the content I put out, please like those videos on YouTube. So everybody pretty much knows who Khabib and Connor is. It's a big fight. It's happening October 6th. But I thought I'd go over these guys really quick, and then we'll get into the odds here. Um, Khabib comes into the contest 26-0. and 0. Of those 26 wins, 8 are by KOTKO, 8 are by Sub, and he has 10 decisions. He's listed as 5'10", which I do not believe is accurate. 155 pounds, and he's 30 years old. For those of you who haven't had a chance to watch Khabib, he's got adequate striking and defense in the center of the cage. I know a lot of people may dispute that, but if you look really close at the way he tends to fight, it looks more defensive than offensive in the center of the cage, and I believe that's simply because he's applying so much pressure that he realizes the striking isn't up there in the upper echelon of strikers, don't get me wrong. But what he tries to do is limit the amount of damage he takes until he can get into the position that he wants to get into. Now, one area where his striking does seem to lapse is when he gets his opponent near the cage. And that's because he's always looking for that takedown. So he uses a slopping striking and rushes forward when his opponent's near the cage. And that leaves an opportunity for him to be countered. And I know a lot of people heading into this fight were talking about that. They were talking about how he takes some strikes as he tries to close that distance. And I think that's true. But I think you have to look at where he takes those strikes. A lot of times it's because he's so aggressive and he's coming forward. But I think most of the time in the center of the octagon, he's a lot more defensively sound than he is once he gets into that shooting distance and then he kind of just flails and goes into wrestler mode so that's something to look at um obviously he's a grappler so he'll look to grab your leg your waist your ankle anything to control you and then the big key to his takedowns and why he has so much success is he uses the cage to secure you So once he's able to grab you and control you long enough, then he's going to try to pin you up against the cage to secure you. Then this allows him the opportunity to get better grips, better overall control of you, and then he can work for that takedown. Obviously, to do this, he has to put massive pressure on his opponents. And he does this not just to put pressure on but he's trying to maneuver them into the cage a lot of the times the guys will be doing well in the center of the octagon but they either move straight back from the pressure or they move themselves in a roundabout way close enough to the cage where he'll feel comfortable shooting and a lot of times he will shoot from further out than a lot of people would suggest and that's back to the sloppy striking in that area But he doesn't care because, like I said, if he can grab your ankle, that's good enough. If he can grab your leg, that's good enough. So he feels that as soon as there's that distance where he thinks that takedown can get you just enough to get back to the cage, then he'll shoot. Even if it's sloppy, even if it's far away, even if he can grab your pinky toe, 
he would do it because he figures once he grabs that, you are close enough to the cage that all he has to do is push you back a little bit. And then once your back is on the cage, that's where he looks for more control. Generally, he has a really good pace and he has really good cardio. Now, some people disputed this with his ground and pound. They've shown uh, times where he's gotten tired, like in the third, the second round, the third round, where he's doing a lot of ground and pound. But his ground and pound is pretty good. So he, he goes pretty all out on the ground. He does a lot of elbows as well. And of course, he's dominant on the ground, so he can positionally control you. But the pressing forward... During the rounds, I've been impressed with the way he does it. He puts a lot of pressure on, and he pretty much will run after certain opponents if he doesn't feel like their counters or their punching ability can even hurt them. He will literally run after them to try to grab a hold of them and get them up against the cage. Another thing I noticed about Khabib is he doesn't generally like to shoot from the center of the cage, and that's important because... If you could keep him in the center of the cage, you can stop some of those takedowns. Now, like I said, he will shoot from far away, and his distance, depending on where he sees you against the cage, is different for every fighter. But generally speaking, he won't shoot in the center of the cage. He likes to make sure that when he shoots, he's able to drive you back far enough that your back hits the cage. And he does this time and time again. It hasn't been one fight. It hasn't been two fights. If you go back and you look at his fights, the majority of his takedowns, when he shoots, the guy's back ends up against the cage. Even if we think, personally, he's shooting from too far away, in the end, he gets the result he wants, which is his opponent's back on the cage. Barboza, Michael Johnson. Both had good success striking against Khabib in the center of the cage. That was smart because, again, I'm sure they did their homework and realized as soon as you get close to that cage, he's going to shoot. But if you could keep him in the center of the octagon and hit him with, uh, with straight punches and then move to the side, move to the left, move to the right. But if you make that deadly mistake of going back, he's going to shoot on you. Barboza did really well with low leg kicks and body kicks. That was also smart, obviously, because you're trying to set him up, not only just to take the damage of the low leg kicks and the body kicks, but obviously for a head kick right there. Khabib does tend to keep his hands up pretty well in the center of the octagon, and I know this probably goes against what most people have said about his striking, but if you take a real close look, his his striking and his defense isn't abysmal in the center of the in the octagon i think it gets way worse once he gets into that shooting distance but in the center of the octagon he tends to be more defensively sound and it looks to me like he has a plan like he puts pressure on but it's behind pretty decent defense and then he gets a little carried away a little over eager once he gets in that shooting distance and then he can kind of flail but up until that point you can have success against them but he rolls with the punches pretty well and he blocks them pretty well in the center of the octagon one thing about those leg kicks and body kicks that I mentioned with Barbosa is Khabib didn't look to catch any of those kicks. He didn't look to catch any of them and try to turn it into a takedown, even the body kicks. So, of course, you could say that with a low leg kick, but even the body kicks, he, did, he just 
tried to take them and try to keep that pressure going. So obviously that's something maybe Connor will be looking at to do. Um, Michael Johnson was a southpaw. So when you're looking at those two fights against two good strikers, I believe both Barboza and Michael Johnson are good strikers. Uh, you might want to look more at the Johnson fight since he's a southpaw and so is Connor. He's also fast. He has decent power. I don't believe he has Connor power, but he has that nice movement. He can counter. He can lead. He has fast hands. And he had success firing off combinations in the center of the cage as Khabib pushed forward. And he was really making sure that anytime Khabib took a step forward, he was firing. Bomb, bomb, bomb. He's just firing at him, firing at him. Try to get him to reset. And he was also using lateral movement. He was trying to move around so uh, Khabib couldn't get to, into that shooting comfort zone that he likes and obviously shoot up and then take him against the against the cage. He tried to, like I said, he tried to defend and take less damage, and then he just continues his pressure, and that's pretty much in all of his fights. Barboza was heavy kicking, not punching, and um, Michael Johnson was heavy punching, not kicking, and Khabib fought the exact same way against both of them. As I mentioned, he shoots pretty far away, but if he can pin your back against the cage, then that's the result he wanted. He doesn't have any fear of being caught um, coming in with his wide shoots far away. He leaves himself open, like we mentioned, when he shoots from far away. Um, again, nobody's been able to take real advantage of that, so I don't think that's going to change. It could be deadly against Connor, or it may work, and we'll have to get into the strategies of that coming up. Uh, the competition. I don't believe Khabib, even though he's 26 and always fought uh, the better guys, I think that's pretty lopsided in favor of Connor. Um, could that play a role? I mean, I guess it could, but when you start looking at their strengths and weaknesses, you could see that this fight is uh, very interesting on paper, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, a lot of people have been critical of him when he steps up. With a better quality of fighter, he goes the distance. And I can see where they're coming from, but at the same time, most of these fights were three rounds. So it's a lot easier to go three rounds with that with that type of guy than it is to go five. And since this fight is five, I think that could not even be an issue with people going three rounds. You got to go five with Khabib, not three. I thought he looked poor against Ally um, Aquinta. Um, it was a short notice fight for Al. I expected Khabib to do more than what he did. Early on, it looked like it was going to be a traditional Khabib fight. He was getting the takedowns and dominating on the ground. But after that, he couldn't get the takedowns anymore, and it really showed a gigantic hole in his game. And I think the reason it showed more of a hole against uh, Al is simply because the fight went longer. So we weren't talking a three-round fight. We were talking five. And after he couldn't secure the takedowns, he was forced to strike. A lot of people will say he didn't really take it serious. So of course, he won't fight that way against Connor. But it really came back to Al being able to stuff his takedowns. It's not like Khabib stopped trying to take him down. That's not really what happened. He was taking him down and then... He started his shots again, and Al started stuffing him. And that's where things changed, and then Khabib started striking more. It was Al that forced Khabib to start striking. So I don't want to buy into any of this bull crap about Khabib just decided to strike. That's He's not a striker. He wasn't working on nothing. He couldn't get his takedowns, and then that forced him to strike. Luckily enough for him, he was able to still win the rounds. I believe he won every single round. But but overall, it was because he wasn't able to implement his game plan that worries people. And 
it's the same thing. Like if he's not able to implement his game plan against Connor, then he's in big trouble because I just don't believe that he can stand and trade with Connor for five rounds. I just his striking is again adequate. But you're talking about a different level when you're talking about counter-striking. And not to mention, that's not Khabib's game. Even when he went five with Al, he didn't look comfortable. Like, you could see his striking was very basic. And, like, I I wouldn't say it's abysmal. Not at all. But it's certainly not world-class striking. He's a grappler, so he likes to get a hold of you, throw you down, and beat you up. That's what he wants to do. No matter what anybody says, no matter what any Khabib fan says, the guy doesn't want to stand and strike with people for five rounds. He he doesn't want to stand and strike with people for three rounds. He doesn't want to stand and strike with people for one round. He wants to get close enough to take you down and dominate you with, with his grappling, which is his strength. So if he's forced to stand then he's forced to be out of his comfort zone. And obviously we all know Connor's going to try to force him to stand. Um, obviously he has to use the strikes as pressure to maneuver Connor close to the cage where he can shoot. That's just obvious because that's the way he fights and that's the way he likes to control things and that's where he feels the safest. I don't think anybody's surprised by that game plan. It's just going to be, is he able to implement it? And when is he able to do it? Is he able to do it straight out of the gate in the first 30, 40, a minute of the fight? Or is it going to take him a minute to get Connor in the right position where he feels he can shoot? That's what we got to see. On the ground, he does decent ground and pound, like I said. Mainly, he keeps dominant position, and that will tire anybody out. He, uh, He does have eight wins by sub. But in my opinion, he likes to ground and pound more than he does for submissions. That submission win over Michael Johnson, which I believe was in the third round, was his first since 2012. So I know a lot of people point to Connor's three sub losses, and it makes sense because obviously Khabib is a grappler. But generally speaking, Khabib likes to just pound on you, and I guess if you can survive three rounds of a pounding, you go the distance. And if you can't, then he knocks you out. But in my opinion, as far as the grappling goes, he likes to pound people out more than submit submit them. I can't say he wouldn't go for a submission if it was there. Obviously, if you give up your back or something and he's able to take your neck off, he'll probably do it. But just generally speaking, throughout his UFC career, throughout his 26-0, he prefers to ground and pound you. And if a submission comes, it comes. But like I said, 2012 was his last submission before the Michael Johnson. So that's a lot of years. Connor comes into the contest 21-3. and 18 wins by KOTKO. One win by sub. Two decisions. Obviously, we mentioned all three of his losses were by sub. They have him listed as 5'8", 155 pounds. He's 30 years old. Um, obviously, the reason I said that 5'10", 5'8", when you look at these guys, unless they got boots on or shoes on or whatever's going on with that, they look similar size. So that's why I wasn't really sure about that 5'10". Um, 
some of his strengths, obviously, is he brings good one-punch power to the cage. I know a lot of people will say he's not like a one-punch knockout. I think Jose Aldo would say otherwise. Um, a lot of times he hurts these guys really bad with one punch. Maybe he doesn't lay them out cold like he did Aldo, but he hurts them really bad, and that sets the tone for the entire fight. Once he can touch you and hurt you with a single shot, it makes the fight very, very difficult because he has very good distance and timing. So if you're coming at him, he uses his extremely good hand speed and that distance and timing to rat-a-tat-tat on your face. And those rat-a-tat-tats don't just stun you. A lot of times they will drop you. He's very accurate with the shots that he places. So a lot of times once fighters get hit with that power, once they get hit with that accuracy and speed, their game plan goes out the window. Because if your game plan is press, 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 speaking of Khabib, press, 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 and then boom, you get hit with that double shock. All of a sudden now, if you're still awake and still standing, you have to be a lot more careful with the way you press because you know that he can hit you, hurt you, drop you, finish you. He prefers the counter. And he will press if his opponent won't engage. But generally speaking, I think he he's a better counterpuncher than he is an aggressive fighter. But he does the aggression well. A lot of times after he's already hurt his opponents and worn them down, then he feels safe. He can come forward and still use his length and still use those kicks and those punches from the outside. It's not like he closes the distance on himself. He still keeps that distance where a lot of times the smaller, shorter fighter can't get to him. And even though he's going forward, he's doing it responsibly and he's able to still hit them and still kind of be in that safe zone. Obviously, he's a southpaw. He loves a left-hand power shot to the head and body. He's pretty well-versed in the kicking game, but I like his kicks to the body, actually. I think they're underrated, and they do really, really bad damage on people. You've seen that in the octagon when he hits people with those body shots. Mendez was buckled over. I mean, they're, they're a serious threat. And... Back to the kicking, how we mentioned Barboza, how he was doing the low kicks and the body kicks. It's possible Connor could do something similar. He could use the low kicks and the body kicks to set up a sneaky head kick. And that was something that I was looking at as far as does Khabib catch these kicks. And he doesn't really catch the kicks. Again, Khabib is very basic in everything he does, including the way he sets up his takedowns. If you go back and you look at his fight after fight after fight, those takedowns, regardless of who he is fighting, are set up almost the exact same way every time. Sometimes it's a single leg that's closer to the center of the octagon, and then he'll maneuver and you'll wiggle around, and obviously the guy's trying to fight out of it, and they end up back on the cage. But most of the time, all of his takedowns are revolving around getting your back to the cage. I, I ask you guys, go back, look at his fights. All these takedowns are coming from your back to the cage. So that's how a kicker like Barboza in that first round was able to kick, 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 kick. He was just throwing these kicks and moving, 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 throwing kicks, moving, moving. And Khabib was just pressing, 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 but not catching and not shooting until he got in that distance, that zone that he has in his mind where he can shoot. Whatever that zone is in his mind where he feels comfortable, that a single shot, that pressure is enough to get your back to the cage and then be able to control you. But otherwise, he would try to stay defensively sound, eat those kicks and punches, and by 
eat. I mean, he tries to roll, he tries to catch him, he tries to block him, and then he tries to maneuver you with his pressure into the position that he wants. Up until this point, Connor has shown a good chin. I know he's got some losses there, but he's taken some bombs from uh, from the fighters that he's beaten, and it hasn't rocked them or put them in la-la land. Um, the Aldo actually landed a counter as uh, Connor was coming in, and we know who won that exchange. I don't think his chin is an issue, and especially in this fight, I don't believe that Khabib has a striking for that to even become an issue, even if it was. But again, I don't believe that there's anything that says we need to worry about Connor's chin, especially in this matchup. Of course, everybody knows Connor loves to play mind games. He plays them before the fight. He plays them during the fight. He'll play them after the fight. Sometimes I believe that wins him fights. Is that going to work against Khabib? If you guys watched the press conference, I really wasn't too impressed. Connor was pretty much out of his mind there. Uh, Khabib is pretty stoic. He doesn't really let anything get to him. He's kind of just like, man, we're going to fight. So all oh, this is a waste of time anyway. I don't think we can play a lot into that this time. I think Khabib just has it in his mind that he's going to press forward, grab him, throw him down, and Connor has it in his mind that he's going to catch him as he comes forward. And I think that's what they're going to try to do on fight night. Connor has fought at 45, 55, and 70 in the UFC. Um, He's had stamina issues in the past. That's something you have to talk about. I know a lot of Conor fans don't like talking about that, but it is the truth, and you can't make excuses for it. He has world-class skills, but I don't believe he has world-class stamina. He tends to fade after right around like two or three rounds. Three rounds is kind of being generous. Most people would say it's probably the eight to ten minute mark, somewhere around there, where you start to see fatigue. This is nothing new. He faded in the Mayweather fight in boxing, and that's one of his longest. I think that's the longest he's ever went. But if you look at that fight, Mayweather was basically just toying with him. Letting him throw all these punches, walking him down, which Mayweather is not that type of fighter at all. And then Mayweather, again, isn't considered a big puncher, and he, and he stopped him. The reason he stopped him was simply because of fatigue. Connor gets tired. He gets tired, and as soon as you get tired, I don't care if you have the best technique in the world. As soon as you get tired, that goes south. And you can see he starts flopping around like a fish out of water. It's very hard. If you guys don't know, if any of you have been in the cage or the ring, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. It's very hard to control your limbs and your body and the way it moves and the way it reacts when you're fatigued like that. So that's definitely been a problem. It's been a problem in his boxing debut, and it's been a problem in his MMA fights as well. He's obviously a far better striker than he is a grappler. I don't think anybody would dispute that. Um, I'm certain he's not going to want to go to the ground with Khabib. He's not going to shoot on Khabib. He's going to try everything in his absolute might to stay off the ground against Khabib. Again, we mentioned competition. I think he's faced a far better competition. I don't believe it's even a competition when it comes to competition. He's faced the much better people. He has good footwork, sets up nice traps for aggressive opponents. That's something you have to look at when you're capping this fight, especially with Khabib, because he's ultra aggressive. Connor has this ability to not 
run or not really move a lot like uh, Barbosa. If you go back and watch the Barbosa fight, he was moving. Yeah, I won't call him running because he's still firing offense, but he was moving, and I mean fast. Connor doesn't really fight that way. He has the ability to move like that, but he what, what he likes to do, again, back to the distance and timing, is take a half step back, a full step back as the opponent rushes in, and then he fires. Very, very good counterpunching in this regard. He understands distance and timing, and that's what separates him from a lot of MMA fighters because a lot of MMA fighters don't use distance and timing like boxers do. Connor has that ability with that footwork to kind of use that boxing-esque distance and timing. And by traps, that's what we mean. He sets a trap. So it looks like he's open. It looks like he's in distance. And the guy comes forward. And then suddenly, he's just out of distance for that guy to hit him. But he's still in distance to fire the counter. And when he fires the counter, we go back to his power. And generally, he gets the reaction that he wants when he lands. So that's something to look forward, look, look at against forward opponents that come aggressively at him. He's usually very, very good dealing with that type of fighter. Now, he showed in both the DS fights that he fatigues, and when he fatigues, that power and technique suffer greatly. Granted, he did go five with Nate, and it was at 170, but I don't think he looked good in either fight at 170, if we're being honest. I thought he fatigued, and obviously in the first fight, once he fatigued, that got into his mind, and he shot and got submitted. Obviously, he doesn't want to shoot. He's not that type of fighter, so everybody knew why he was shooting. He was looking for a rest. In the second fight, it was pretty much the same thing. He hit that fatigue wall, and he's just not the same fighter once that happens. He, I mean, I thought that was an abysmal performance. Performance. A lot of people thought Nate won the rematch. It was just terrible. He's not the same. He's just not the same fighter when he gets tired. And that's been an issue. And you have to factor that in. You just have to factor that in. In any counter fight, let alone when you're talking about this fight against Khabib, who's ultra aggressive. Again, the 170, I don't believe that's his division at all. He's made 145 before. I don't believe 45 is in the in the books anymore. Probably going to stay at 155. That's probably the best division for him. I believe 170 is too much, and I believe 145 is too low. So I think 55, where he's going to fight uh, on the 6th, is probably the best division. And if he continues to fight for the UFC, he should probably stay at 55. Uh, again, I think his um, game plan in this is going to try to stay in the center of the cage and fire. If he puts himself up against the cage, um, he's going to be in trouble. It's just it's just what Khabib does. Like He's going to have to make sure that he has a game plan of keeping his distance away from that cage. Because if he gets that back remotely close to the cage, I'm telling you right now, that's where Khabib's eyes light up and he sees it and he will go. Now, if he does go, Connor has an opportunity to catch Khabib as he backs up near the cage. Is Connor crazy enough to do that? He is. It's like playing Russian roulette, to be honest with you. But there's a real opportunity to catch Khabib once he gets in that zone of shooting because the punches he throws are very, very sloppy at that distance, and he basically just bull rushes forward. Connor's got very good striking. We're talking knees here. We're talking uppercuts. There's a lot that he could hit Khabib with and potentially one punch flatten his butt right out, right then and there. 
But if he's wrong, his back is going to the cage and he's going for a ride. That's why it's a very, very dangerous strategy. Now, if he's backing himself up there or, or the pressure from Khabib is backing himself up there, then he may as well do it because you're going for a ride as soon as your back hits the cage anyway. But I don't know if he would intentionally move himself there to try to catch Khabib. Personally, I would say stay in the center of the octagon and use your far superior striking to try to catch Khabib because, again, it's very dangerous to say, I'm going to catch him when he's a little more open, a little more sloppy, because if you mistime that, you're only probably going to get one or two punches, one or two kicks, one or two knees, and your back's going to be up the cage. So you got to catch him right then and there. Again, Connor's crazy, so maybe he saw that. Maybe he thought he could do that. Maybe he'll try it, but again, that's rolling the dice here because if you're wrong, you're going for a ride. Almost two years off since Connor's been in the octagon. Now, he did have the fight with Mayweather. Um, did he learn anything? Well, it was a pure striking match. Again, he's got better striking than Khabib anyway, so I don't think that's really going to take, you know, he's not going to take anything away from that because he's not fighting a striker. So if he learned little subtleties or he learned how to move better or anything, like this is this is a style matchup of a striker versus grappler. So, I mean, the two years off, was he training? I know he made a lot of money. He was always flashy and partying and stuff. We've already talked about the questionable stamina before the two-year layoff. After two or three rounds, he gets tired. How can you not factor that into this, right? I mean, you have to. With two years out of the octagon, just having the boxing match, which, again, I don't think really transfers over to the UFC very much, especially with the opponent, then you've got to look at what is the stamina going to be like? Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be any better? Is it going to be worse? I don't think it could be better. And I'm just being point blank with you guys. I really don't. Um, it seems to me like if anything, it'll be at the same level it was, which of course, you know, it's talking like a, a prime Mike Tyson. I'm not comparing them exactly to a prime Mike Tyson, but you know, people would say, oh, if you can get past six rounds or seven, but you had to do it. So it's kind of the same thing against Connor, right? Like if, if you can get through, you know, two rounds then maybe you got a shot, but you got to get through those first two or three rounds for that fatigue to set in. So let's look at the odds real quick. Khabib straight, minus 155, Connor, plus 145. We'll go, won't go five. We'll go five is plus 320. Won't go five is minus 425. The draw, plus 85 to one. Connor wins inside, plus 177. Khabib wins inside, plus 103. Connor decision, plus 1115. Khabib decision, plus 465. Obviously, there's a big difference there between the two decisions with Connor sitting at 11.15 and Khabib at 4.65. I agree with that line. I think it's slim to none that Connor would be able to win a decision. If anybody won a decision, it would be Khabib. In fact, he has mentioned that he wants to just pound on Connor for the whole fight. I don't know if he would forego a stoppage 
or even if he could, like, you know, you got the referee in there, you got the doctors in there, you got the corner in there. I'm not sure if he was able to positionally dominate Connor, if he would just pity pat him and, you know, talk to him and pity pat him and let him go five rounds. But it's always a concern when somebody says, you know, yeah, I just want to punish him for as long as I can. You know, there's a lot of animosity here. They hate each other going back and forth and round and round. But that was something to look at. I believe if it did go to the cards, it would be an easy Khabib decision. I don't believe Connor's style or his strengths even, his strengths and his far superior striking skills would allow him to go to a decision unless something like Khabib was just super tough. Because if Connor's get not getting put on the mat, then that means Khabib is absorbing all of these strikes for at least two and a half or three rounds before Connor got tired. After that, obviously his, his output goes down, his power goes down, his accuracy goes down. Basically he's a far ver worse version of himself after three rounds. So if you could make a case Khabib going three and then Connor fatiguing, then it's, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me even still because then Khabib would be able to take him down. And then Khabib would have, you know, maybe three rounds, maybe two rounds to try to get a finish. And if he was that tired, you know, fatigue sets in, can't defend himself, can't, you know, hey, you make sure you punch, cover up, you know how the referees tell you, you got to show me something, this type of thing, then you could see a stoppage like that. So the decision for Connor, I'm not seeing it. Um, I know it was up there even higher, I believe, at one point, like 12 or 13 to 1. So it looks like some people are playing that. But again, I don't really want to factor that in too much. I'd be surprised if Connor was able to win on the cards. Um, both guys inside, Connor 177 and Khabib 103. Obviously, that makes sense. Even with the two different styles, they both have strengths and, and different things and weaknesses and different things. So that makes sense. Obviously, Connor striking is what would probably earn him an inside and Khabib's grappling and ground and pound or submission ability would probably win him the inside. Uh, obviously that goes hand in hand with the will go won't go, which we see now as sitting at plus 320 for will go and won't go sitting at minus 425. Now that's not what it opened at. Let me tell you that straight. Um, it won't go only opened at 210. So that's a far, far cry from where it sits now. So hopefully if you guys liked the won't go, you got in on that early because the public has been betting that seriously and they've, dri they've driven it up to plus 425. Same thing with the straight lines. When the lines opened, Khabib opened as a big favorite. The books believe like, you know, Connor being out for two years, Khabib's style, his 26-0 record, his aggressiveness, the way that he's able to dominate on the ground. They believe this was more of a mismatch than the public. They opened him at minus 245 with Connor coming back at plus 175. But I'm not surprised that the public is bet Connor. We saw the exact same thing in the Mayweather fight. No joke. Most people that were sharps or whales or whatever you want to call them, they waited to the very end to bet on Mayweather because all the Connor money was just kept driving the Mayweather line down. You're seeing that same thing with Khabib right now. His line just keeps going down and down and down, and everybody just keeps beating up, betting on Connor. And then I suspect towards the end, once we get closer to the fight. Uh, depending if Connor keeps dropping and keeps dropping, then you're going to see Khabib money.
come in very late on that fight simply because, again, he opened at minus 245, and now he's sitting at like minus 155 and continues to drop. So a lot of people are going to wait to bet on Khabib. Personally, I think Connor's best chance to win this fight is in the first two rounds. I know a lot of Connor fans probably won't like that, but I'm just trying to be honest with you guys. He has stamina issues, and to me, that's that's the biggest part of this of this contest is simply because if he was able to defend takedowns and continue his first or second round type of style, then it would be much, much harder for Khabib to win this fight because Connor is very good in those rounds where he's got stamina and he's energetic and he's accurate and he's powerful and he's able to move with the precision that he needs to stay away from these takedowns. After that, like I said, he's a worse version of himself. So even if he's able to do that for two rounds and not get Khabib out, he's going to be in trouble. That's why I think the best best opportunity for him is to catch Khabib coming in in those first two rounds where he's fresh, where he's accurate, where he's powerful. And where Khabib makes mistakes, he does make mistakes. That's what makes this fight so interesting is because Khabib does make mistakes. Khabib isn't the striker that Connor is. Khabib does take body kicks and low kicks, and he does try to roll with punches and defend, but he still gets hit by those. And getting hit by Barboza or getting hit by Michael Johnson and then getting hit by Connor is totally different. Granted, I think Barboza probably has better kicks, but if we're talking like pure punching ability as far as just overall boxing and striking goes, I believe Connor hits harder than both of those guys. And even Michael Johnson was able to tag Khabib with some left hands that had him a little wobbly there. So you're going, if Michael could do that, what's it going to take from Connor? It may take one to change the course of the fight. The problem is, is that stamina. If Connor had good stamina, if Connor was able to fight three, four, five rounds like he was at the, you know, at his early paces in one and two rounds, then it would be very hard for most people to make a case for Khabib because they would say Connor's takedown defense is too good. It's going to be powerful. It's only going to take a shot or two for him to catch Khabib, and then it's all over. And he's got good stamina, so he can do this all night. But that stamina issue throws a little wrench into it when you're capping it because you go he can't do this all night i'm telling you right now guys even if you're back in counter he cannot do that all night he can't do that three rounds four rounds five rounds especially against the kind of pressure that khabib is going to bring hell people talked about the nate diaz pressure that's nothing that's nothing compared to what Khabib does. The pressure is totally different, not to mention that Nate is super slow. Even his striking is very, very slow, and he's not a one-punch hitter either. But that that break, that pressure breaks pipes, Connor started to get tired, started to get tired, started to get tired. Now the question is, can Khabib take what Nate did? Nate's obviously super tough. That's the question, because especially in the second fight, he was bombarding Nate, boy. He was just hammering him and dropping him left and right. But Nate's so tough, he was able to get up and absorb it and keep going forward. And then Connor got tired. Does Khabib have that ability that to take that kind of damage? We honestly really don't know because most of the time he doesn't strike. Again, his ally Aquinta fight is where he struck most of the most of the fight, five rounds. But I can't, I can't rate Al anywhere near Connor's striking ability. So we honestly don't know if he has that type of toughness. I've seen him hurt. I've seen him wobble. So I believe Connor can hurt him striking. I believe he can finish him striking. It's the same thing. Can he do it 
before he fatigues, gets tired, and everything goes out the window. Um, I think if you guys do like Connor, you should definitely also look at the round one and two. They're pretty high. Um, right now it's about four to one for the first round stoppage win, and it's five to one for the second round. Those opened higher, both of them. The first round opened at plus six. And the second round opened at plus 750. I think that makes sense that people are betting those and you're starting to see them drop. The reason being is because people that have capped this realize that um, Connor tends to fade anyway. And then when you're talking about the style of Khabib and you're talking about the two-year layoff, it makes sense that people are saying Connor's best opportunity to win is probably going to be in those first two rounds. You could go as far as the third round, but again, you would have to see how those first two rounds played out. It seems to me if if Connor is dominating those first two rounds uh, without going down on his back, he's probably going to have a good shot to finish Khabib. Unless, like I said, Khabib has this Russian toughness that just allows him to take the damage and maybe not win the rounds, but still be in the fight and then counter fades. But that's a tough ask, man. Having never seen him take those type of punches and take that type of damage, people knew going in with Nate. He's been in the UFC for a long time. They already knew he's a tough guy. They already knew that he could press forward, take a beating, be cut, be knocked down, and still keep fighting. We don't know that about Khabib. So I don't think it's a fair comparison to say he's going to fight like Nate and be able to take the same amount of damage that Nate does simply because we haven't seen it. So you got to prove it to me that you can do it. And he hasn't proven that to anybody because basically he dominates all his fights. Like I said, the Al fight was meh to me. I, I wasn't really impressed. But again, it's not like he took a whole bunch of damage and had to go through hell to get the to get the win. He didn't. He still won. Like I said, I think he won all five rounds on the scorecard. So I'm not going to say that he's the toughest DS until I see it. Um, as far as those round props go, we have Khabib wins in round one at 475. Khabib wins in round two at 550. Khabib wins in round three at 650. Khabib wins in round four at 875. And Khabib wins in round five at 1150. McGregor wins in round one is 375. McGregor wins in round two, 650. McGregor wins in round three, 1350. McGregor wins in round four, 2450. McGregor wins in round five, 3650. And that just echoes what I just told you guys. The early rounds are much lower. In fact, that first round, I believe I told you was plus four. It's even dropped more. Now it's plus 375. And then you can see as the rounds go higher, his odds go higher. So even from round three, he's now 1350. I mean, that's a big jump from his 650 in round two. So you can see what the books think. The books are right in line with my thinking that Early on, it's a it's a counter show, and then after three rounds or starting at the third round on, if he's still there, it's going to be a very tough ask for him to win, simply because I think he's going to be so fatigued, and if uh, Khabib gets him down, he's not going to get any fresher, and that's the problem. How do you how do you recoup your stamina? How do you get your second win? You never will with Khabib. If if he goes two rounds and he hasn't stopped Khabib and it's the third, fourth, fifth round, that means he's going to be on his back. I can't imagine him being able to outbox Khabib 
counter punch him and keep that distance with no power on his punches. Go back and look how he ran, literally ran after Barboza, who's a very good striker himself. He literally ran after the guy doing flying knees and craziness to get him up against the cage. And then once he got him, Boom, going for a ride. Same thing with uh, Michael Johnson. He pressed and pressed and pressed till he got him up in the cage, and then boom, going for a ride. So if you don't have something to put on Khabib to keep him off of you, he is going to literally rush at you to get you down and get you in a position where he can just positionally dominate you on the ground and try to ground and pound you out. Granted, some of the guys go the distance, some of the guys don't go the distance, but we know what he's going to try if he gets countered down on the ground. We already know. He's going to try to pound him and pound him and pound him and get somebody to stop it or Connor to tap or whatever the case is. He's just, he's not going to give up. And I don't see Connor being able to recoup his stamina, even if he makes it out of the round. You know, he gets taken down in the third round. Is he going to come out for the fourth fresher? No. And then he gets taken out in the fourth if he still survives. Is he going to come out in the fifth fresher? No. So that's the thing. That's why I think early on he has a big advantage and an opportunity to take advantage of the mistakes and big flaws that Khabib makes, especially when he shoots. Once he gets fatigued, even if he sees those same opportunities, he's not going to have the same punching power, the same stamina, the same accuracy. So it's not going to be as easy for him to take advantage of that because unless Khabib has been battered and bruised and beaten, he's probably going to have that same type of pressure coming on, that same type of, I'm going to shoot from this distance and get your back. You know, his game plan shouldn't change very much. So I think if Connor's able to put it on him early, he's probably going to stop Khabib in the first two rounds. If he's unable to stop Khabib in the first two rounds, I believe Khabib will take over And start dominating him on the ground. Now at that point we're talking the third round. Right around the third round is where I feel things could swing. If they're still fighting. If Connor hasn't already won. So then we're talking three, four, and five rounds before we hit a decision. That's why I said if anybody wins on the card it's Khabib. Especially if he does what he says he wants to. Which is just punish Connor but punish him round after round after round. I don't like hearing that from a fighter. I want to see you go out there and finish. I get why they're saying it. There's a lot of animosity. He wants to literally hurt him. Connor said the same thing. After I knock you out, I'll step on your unconscious head. I mean, it's been that type of level of stuff. But the thing with Connor is if he hits you and hurts you, he's going to try to finish you. So it won't be Connor that's playing around. If it's anybody that's quote unquote playing around or goofing around or not going balls out, it would be Khabib if he knows he can positionally dominate Connor and doesn't have to worry about Connor getting back up. So if he's that much better on the ground, he can hold him there, then he can do basically whatever he wants. There's not many refs that are going to stand you up from half guard or side or side control or even mount or any of this. So there's a lot he could do and still not finish him. And that's that's the only thing that worries me a little bit because my first instinct is Connor can definitely win in the first two rounds. I believe he has the power, the, the counter-punching ability, the overall striking skills, and Khabib makes enough mistakes and flaws, especially like I mentioned around that shooting distance, that Connor could time him and put him out. 
And the flip side, if he doesn't do it in two rounds, it worries me because then I think Khabib's going to dominate him positionally on the ground and just be able to do whatever he wants to him, not only because he's the better grappler, but because mainly uh, Connor's going to be so fatigued. And when you're fatigued, it feels like a thousand pound person is on top of you when you're grappling, especially with that pressure that uh, Khabib puts, just his, his natural ability to grapple. I mean, he's been doing it his whole life. So that would be an issue for Connor. The only thing that I didn't like about this was that I'm going to just punish him if it goes five rounds type of deal because we're talking three, four, and five. So in my opinion, I liked the under, especially at minus 210. With it sitting at 425, you guys have to really consider if you think Khabib would mess around with him or if the hatred is so much that he would want to get that stoppage win over Connor and say, see, I told you, you were nothing. This is what I was going to do. But now you're laying a much higher price for it than you were at 210. At 210, to me, it's worth the gamble because like I said, I could see it going both ways. Connor early and then Khabib from three, four, and five on. Now, that's assuming they fight the way they normally do, which I can't see it going any other way. And that's assuming that Khabib doesn't get countered down early. If he gets countered down early, then the odds of Connor coming back are going to be slim to none because he's going to have to catch him very early in that second round. So if he goes on his back already in the first round, then he's going to have to catch him in that second round and early because if, if Khabib has shown the ability to walk through his punches and get to him, then Connor's in trouble. It's just that that's just the truth. Like that's not what's supposed to happen. And if it does happen, it's supposed to be once Connor gets tired. If Connor's fresh and he's going for a ride, then you Connor backers better hope that he lands a haymaker at the start of the next round because he's in trouble stylistically over the course of two, three, four, five rounds. I don't think he makes it. But if they fight the way they're supposed to with Connor being the favorite early with the striking, takedown defense, and the movement, and then if it goes past that, Khabib being the favorite because of fatigue and takedown ability and ground and pound ability, then I think we're looking pretty good for an under here. Like I said, you're laying a much worse line now at 425. So if you're going to cap this and look at this, you still got about two weeks. Look at this fight. Look at it and see if it's worth the risk for you to go with that under at minus 425, knowing that Khabib said he kind of wants to play around with him. That's the only reason I would tell you guys to make sure you take a second or a third look, just in case... Khabib doesn't get his flow going until the third round or even the fourth round, would he screw around for two rounds, for 10 minutes, for eight minutes, for five minutes? What's he going to do? Is he going to you know, go crazy with the elbows and just try to smash them and get them out of there? Or is he just comfortable winning a decision going, hey, I dominated him on the ground. This is what I wanted to do. I didn't want to stop him. You see how that works both ways. So he can use that as a positive, not stopping him, saying, hey, this is what I wanted to do. I told you guys I just wanted to punish him. I just wanted to show him how much better I was on the ground, that I could hold him there for an entire fight. He couldn't get up. He couldn't do anything. I could have killed the man if I wanted to. That type of mindset. So that's something you have to look at. If you have a side, let's say you like Connor. Again, if this is your play that you believe Connor is going to win, I think we're pretty much on the same page in agreement that it's going to be a Connor inside. You may dispute with me the amount of rounds he has. 
If you do dispute with me, you can still look at that one, two, three line. Again, I think the books are right with how that line increases and increases dramatically from the third round on. But if you think maybe he has three rounds instead of two, you can still always look at those first three lines, round prop lines, and see if that's what you want to play instead of the inside. If you think Connor has a few more rounds of that, or maybe three, four, five, the whole fight, or you think he can stop him at any time, any second, one punch, then definitely you, definitely you should look at the counter inside. Again, I don't believe that you need to really focus on a counter decision. It just doesn't seem to me like that's going to be a real possibility. I get people were playing it at 12 and 13 to 1. I think that's toilet money. I wouldn't recommend it. If you like Connor, I think he does it inside. I think he does it early. But again, look at Connor. Look at him inside. Again, the line's starting to shift here where you're talking like inside at 170-ish with Connor straight at like 45. If somebody wanted to make a case for the Connor Stray, I guess I couldn't argue too much. The lines are very close. If something crazy happened and somehow Connor won a decision, but again, that isn't that isn't what I cap. That isn't what I think is going to happen. So I don't believe that's uh, really even something to pay a lot of attention to. If you're on the Khabib side, again, his line straight is minus 155. It's coming down a lot. If you wanted to bet him straight, I think you just watch these lines and you watch them very closely because I think it's going to continue to drop. But then at some point, it's going to skyrocket back up is my opinion. If the sharp money, the whale money, a lot of people who believe Khabib is just that much better, they're waiting because they've seen this line go down and down and down. So instead of laying like 245 or 215, they're talking now you're getting at 150 range, 140 range. So if, if it keeps dropping like this, at some point, people are going to come back in. So if you're going to wait on Khabib on a straight line, watch it. Watch it every day, multiple times a day. Have your money in your account. Have it ready to go and ready to push that button at whatever line it is you think it's going to shift. So if you're saying, I won't take, I want, I want him no worse than 160 and he's hovering at 45 or 55 or, you know, 58 or 60 or somewhere around, then go ahead and pull the trigger if you think that's the right time to pull it. Because like I said, I think money will come on, come in on him a little later. Uh, once the fight gets closer. Again, the inside line is what I would like to see Khabib do if he wins. Ah, plus 103, we're basically talking even right now. It opened at even. It's pretty much hovered around there. At one point, it was a little higher, around 120-ish. But pretty much, we're looking at that even line if you like Khabib inside. Again, on the face of things, I would say Khabib was able to dominate him and ground upon him out again after those two or three rounds. I just don't like his talk about going the distance, and that's why it throws a little monkey wrench into the capping. If he didn't say that, if he said, I'm going to take him down and submit him in you know, 20 seconds after we hit the ground, or I'm going to ground and pound him and split his face open, and he's going to be disfigured and stopped, and it's going to be a dominant victory, that type of thing, then that would speak volumes for everything we're talking about. It would back the under. It would back Khabib inside. Obviously, I believe Connor inside is the way to go. So with Khabib, I could make 
make more of a case if you needed to take him straight. Again, that's assuming that you like Khabib on uh, on that side. You've made your decision that you believe Khabib is going to win and that counter is going to lose. Then you have to figure out if you want to take the risk and pick Khabib inside or if you believe he may be true to his word and try to drag the fight out to give Connor more punishment. Personally, I lean towards this fight ending. I lean towards it ending um, probably no later than like the fourth round if we're talking Khabib makes it through the first two rounds and then is able to get counter down for th- the third round and the fourth round. That's that's ten. That would be 10 minutes on the ground with Khabib. That's not easy to do when you're talking about two years out of the octagon, when you're talking about the fatigue factor that sets in, when you're talking about Khabib's just general grappling ability and the way he can dominate on the ground, not to mention the animosity between one another. And again, if it did go to a fifth round and Khabib gives them out, you still win. If you're on the under, we still win. If you're on Khabib inside or straight, you still win. And the same thing with Connor. When we're talking about Connor early, we're still going to win. So as long as somebody is getting carried out of the octagon, we're still going to win, depending on, you know, if you're playing the under, if you're playing either guy inside, obviously you need that guy. But overall, I think those are the things you need to look at. I'll recap just real quick because I was going on and on there. But I think Connor inside is what you need to look at if you're a Connor fan and you've picked him. If you're not sure either guy, but you think it's going to go um, under, then of course you you take the won't go to a decision. That's what I like, especially at the earlier opening line. The 425 isn't ex- isn't as exciting, even though I still think that's probably going to be the bet that comes in is the under. Um, I'm not going to put so much stock in Khabib saying he's going to punish him. I hope that's not what we see as far as just carrying him along if it goes to the third and fourth round. I hope he goes for a finish. That would not be good for betters who bet the under or even who bet Khabib inside. If he just plays around with him, people are going to be pissed. Um, If you like Khabib, I think you could make a case for the straight bet, again, simply because of the way he's been talking about wanting to punish him. Um, On the surface, I liked Khabib inside again, both guys inside if you pick a side. Uh, That's how he should win when you're talking a five-round fight. I don't believe that uh, he's going to certainly outpoint Connor like on the fee or anything like that. Move around, box, try to drag the rounds out fatigue counter like that if he's gonna do it he's gonna do it right on Connor's chest taking him down or trying to fatigue him that way so Connor's not as dangerous I believe that's the way they're going to fight I think they're gonna fight the same way they always do I think their styles are gonna show true I think we're 100% capped that right I think the odds of Connor winning the decision are slim to none I believe Khabib is gonna try to finish let me say that right now. I believe he's going to try to finish. I'm hoping it's just hyperboil that he's talking about punishing him and carrying the fight out for five rounds. I hope that isn't true. Like I said, a lot of people wouldn't be happy. Even if you took Khabib straight, you want to see the guy finish, especially in this type of big fight. If you know the animosity is true and 
you're able to positionally dominate a guy and you're able to do whatever you want to do, then you want to see it stopped. Again, if we do take the under, you do take Khabib inside, you do have that third party involved with doctors and corners and referees that could save our bottoms if need be. So that's something to look at as an advantage if you're taking the under Khabib inside. And if you're taking Connor inside, I don't think you have to worry about it. He's going to try to rip his head off. He's going to try to finish him. He's try to he's going to try to stomp him when he's unconscious simply because that's the way he is. He has a good opportunity to do it in the first two rounds. I believe you can make a case for either fighter in this fight. They both have those strengths. They both have those weaknesses. And that's why I like the under. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know who you're on. Let me know what you bet. Let me know what odds you got. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.